Radio Influence, podcasting redefined. I'm not okay. I'm not okay today. I want to give everybody permission to say they are not okay. I want to give the black community permission to say you're not okay. I woke up today with, what the fuck? I am tired. I am tired. I have yet to watch the video of Ahmad Aubrey. It's too much. I have not watched the video of George Floyd. It's too much. For those who think falsely calling 911 on a black person have other have other fish to fry. Talk to George's family. Talk to Tamir Rice's family. Breonna Taylor, Eric Garner, talk to their families and say if it's, you have other fish to fry. Black people in general have to go to work the next day and pretend like they are all right. Black women in particular cannot say anything or they're viewed as angry black women. So not only do people get to piss on the community, the community can't even say it's pissed. 31 years ago, not too far away, there was a horrific, horrific rape of a woman. And instead of going out to find the perpetrator who did that horror, they found any black man that they could and falsely accused them. Someone took out a full-page ad 31 years ago and said that those black men should be executed. That black, that man is the president of the United States of America today. I am not okay today. That woman was so comfortable in her privilege that even being recorded, she felt like nothing would happen to her. And I saw as her false anger escalated toward the end when she realized she had to put more emphasis on an African-American person attacking her to get the response that she needed. I am not okay today. I really am not. We are trying to deal with tens of thousands of people dying from COVID disproportionately in the black and brown community. There is no bigger fish to fry than the institution of racism and bigotry that is pervasive in every damn institution across this city, state, and this country, period. And to have the NYPD continually sit up there and say they don't have any discriminatory institution that they deal with, that nothing about them has to do with discrimination or racism. To then say we have bigger fish to fry, how dare you? 
how dare you? People are dying. They're dying. Well said, well said. And, and, you know, you can't, you can't normalize pain. And that, Brittany, is where we shall begin this week's episode of the DJ Eakin podcast. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like just last week we were talking about, you know, the same type of subject. It's how often this is happening. But, I mean, I, I want to ask you, how do you feel right now? Like, today, honestly, like, the day after... How are how do you feel? I think what's crazy for me is, and let me articulate this as best as I can because I've thought about this a while. Because every time something like it's it's funny for me because it seems like at every instance I have somewhere been involved in this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I and by that I mean, um, let me first off, let me back up a second. First off, and welcome everyone to yeah. the Jaken podcast. Um, for those of you who have been hitting me up and asking me last week where were Brittany and I, we kind of took a week off, and then Brittany and I, along with um, some people that help us kind of guide this thing, kind of decided to rebrand it. And with Brittany's blessing, we um, are now officially called the DJ Aiken Podcast. And of course, I cannot do it without the lovely Miss Gonzalez. I'm glad you're here. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, so, so, yeah. So, and I, and I honestly thought that this would be our normal, you know us. I mean, you know us. Like, you know, we don't, you know, we've always said this, that we don't take ourselves, like, overly serious. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and then these things start happening. So let me let me back up a little bit with what I was about to say when I say that a lot of these things I keep finding myself systematically in the middle of. And this is not even like I'm trying to place myself there. Let's back up all the way to the the Kaepernick thing with the with the knee drop, right? With the with the with the you know on one knee. Kaepernick, of course, we know Colin Kaepernick, San Francisco 49ers quarterback, NFL. His whole purpose for for uh, kneeling during the national anthem, from what he said, was because it was to draw attention to the things that were happening to African Americans and brown people out, you know, at the hands of the people, the very people who were hired to protect and serve us. Right. You know, he he was drawing attention to that. Somehow, in the midst of the chaos, it became with the Donald Trump push that it was about disrespecting the flag and it was about disrespecting our military people. Yeah. Now, when I say that I am somehow in the middle of that, I'm in the middle of that one in like three different ways. For one, I appreciate Colin Kaepernick as a black man because that's who he was standing up for. Mm-hmm. A chance, that kind of stuff happening to people who look like me. On top of that, my affiliation with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the official DJ. And then even on top of that, I'm an Air Force veteran. You understand what I'm saying? So here I am, a military guy that's black, that has served my country, and I'm affiliated with this league that, you know, for all intents and purposes, I'm got a, I've got a pretty good relationship with the Bucks. I've got a pretty good relationship with the sports market here in Tampa Bay. But I do understand and I do appreciate what Colin Kaepernick was doing. You know and of course, with that, it got turned into all this chaos. Now, my stance right. on that, and I, and I went on social media and my platforms and I said it, look, first of all, I'm a military dude, so I can speak on this. And not for once did I think that Colin Kaepernick was disrespecting me or disrespecting the flag. But we, mm-hmm. you know what social media does. We jam it all up and we do what we want to do with it, right? right? Then you watch some of these killings and you see Trayvon Martin. 
that's another story. Uh, then you see uh, Eric Gardner with the with the selling cigarettes and that sort of thing. And then we get to um, I want to get to George Floyd, Floyd, but I want to start with the Central Park thing. I want to start with Amy Cooper in Central Park with mm-hmm. the dog and and that sort of thing. Honestly, outside of George Floyd, Floyd losing his life, the Amy Cooper thing probably ate at me even more. And it, it ate at me more because she literally told him before she did it, I am going to get on this phone. Mm-hmm. I am going to call the police and I am going to tell them that an African-American man is, is bought. I'm afraid for my life. Right. Right. It's you, threatening her life. Right. Threatening you, and, her life. And that that right there was like, is this the world that we live in that you can be totally wrong, but you can look at me and tell me, you know what, bro? You can't even talk to me right now. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna flip this whole thing on you, and you're gonna be the one that is the problem. Yeah. While being recorded, let's not forget. While right. being recorded. And she went into a full-blown, like I thought she was on stage. Yes. Like, if you were just listening to that phone call, you would have thought she was being attacked. Her life was in danger. And we, he, and we need to look for this African-American man. Right. You thought he had the dog in one hand and her by the neck in the other hand. Yes. She almost could barely breathe. You thought she was in real distress if you closed your eyes and listened to that call. Yes. Now, now, let me bring you home, Brittany, with why that call especially bothers me. Because it especially bothers me because I don't think that people that are not of color, that are not in a position that we feel like we have to do double and triple to prove that I'm a nice guy, to prove that I'm not hostile. Because even in the most simplest of environments, I've seen this happen. Now, give you this scenario. I'm working at an office, a supervisor, that is not my supervisor, but we work together, happens to be a Caucasian lady. Now, we are at a couple of, 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 of job sites or whatever, and Basically, some things get said that are not true, but I wind up in a meeting with this Caucasian lady and both of our supervisor. Mm-hmm. You, you follow me so far? Yeah. Now, we're in this meeting. I allow her to talk first. And when she talks, I'm listening. As Dave Chappelle would say, she is clearly lying. She is oh. clearly Lying. I mean, the whole entire story from what she says she was told to how the night developed to everything in the incident, she is clearly lying. That's first. So, if you know me and you've listened to this show, if you know me like Brittany definitely knows me, you know that I am passionate. Mm -hmm. I am passionate when I speak. If I believe in something, I am passionate. But what I do do, and I try to practice this, is if I am speaking to you in my passion... I try not to curse at you. You're never going to get called out of your name. It's going to be a respectful but passionate conversation. Sure. So when, it, so when it becomes my turn to speak, my passion is showing. Now, not once do I go, you're a this, you're a that. I am just speaking on the facts out of my passion. But I'm not yelling. It's passion. Mm-hmm. This woman stops me and says, could you, could you please lower your voice? I'm, I'm, you're what? You're what? <laughs> Please tell me what you are right now. <laughs> right. So then I had, had to completely shift gears in the meeting. I go, well, you know what? I'm sorry if my passion is coming Ooh. through because perhaps you think that what you're saying in this meeting 
is more valid because your voice is softer. Not to mention that you're lying, but as long as we're on the subject about what people don't do, let's talk about how every time I email you with official business, you ignore my emails, and then when I put our supervisor on the email, you respond within three minutes. Mm-hmm. Whole meeting changes. And I bring up that point because in its simplest of forms, that's what is happening to us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like this lady is in a meeting completely, blatantly lying, not right. doing her job at all, but she tries to shift it to like my passion is suddenly threatening. That ain't what right. this meeting is about. That ain't what this meeting was about. And when I look at that Central Park thing, that ain't what that confrontation should have been about. The confrontation was about you are out here with your dog running around when Mm -hmm. all of these signs say, have your dogs on a leash. Yes. That sign didn't just get there. It's been there. It's known known for that at that park. Exactly. And then your privilege steps in and you go, you know what? I do what I want to do. And as a matter of fact, you're not even allowed to talk to me. And you know what? Since you are talking to me, I'm going to put you in your place. And by how I'm got, am I going to do that? I'm going to call the authorities who immediately are going to believe me. Yep. And that's what she had in her mind. And you could tell she was like, like, yeah, I'm about to ruin your life. I'm going to ruin your life because I feel like it. That's, what? it. that's all I saw when she was talking. Like, wow, this woman is willing to put this man's life in danger. And that's a real threat. Honestly, it was it was the the, the equal, equal to her pulling a gun out on him to me. Right. Because when, his life was really in, in danger. Boom. And when and when you ask, when someone asks me, go, Eakin, why are you tired? Well, you know why I'm tired? Because I shouldn't have to make sure that my battery is fully charged yep. so that I can make sure that I record this oh my so God. that the right story gets out. See, Eakin, I don't even I didn't even think about that. And you're so right. You have to. You have to keep your phone charged. For for that alone, as a black man, absolutely. This man not only oh. had his phone, he not only had his phone running, his sister's phone was running, and he also told her, do not come close to me. And she still found a way to get on the phone and tell the police that she felt her life was in danger. Yep. Yep. I know, Egan. And when I saw that, I was like, that woman knew what she was doing. She was trying to get that man killed. Like, honestly, let's let's just go straight there. She had an intent to harm him. And she knew that the quickest and easiest way that she was going to make that happen was to make that phone call and make it seem like she was being a victim of an attack. Right. right. And and that's what 911 has become. And right. that's the sad state that we're in. Because if you call 911, no one, and I mean I won't say no one, but 98.627% of black men do not feel safe once 911 is called and it's called on us. We do not feel like that the story is going to come out the right way. Right. At least I don't and my circle of friends do not. And I do not have a circle of friends that are in trouble. I got a circle of friends that are like, you know, career driven. And for the most part, you know, I ain't going to say they've never done nothing dumb. I ain't going to say they've never never do something that's, that's, that's borderline. But for the most part, they are like law abiding citizens, you know what I'm saying? Like on an everyday thing. Right. Right. It's still not worth, it's still not an excuse to take their life. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like with George Floyd, the same thing. Do do you know what the case was? Cause it's different from, from different stories that you go into. And I'll just keep this real quick with that part. Cause I know we're talking about Amy Cooper. No, we can go to George. We can go to George. Go ahead. 
So with George, there's three different reports that I'm seeing. One was that he used a for they kept saying forgery, but they wouldn't say what, right? It was just forgery. So what it's like a check. He forged a check. The other one was that he had a counterfeit $20 bill. The right. other one was that he had a $10 counterfeit bill. Either way, whatever the story is, under not none of those circumstances, did he was that the 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 reaction that he should have gotten, the treatment and the murder of his life? Because of that. Here's the crazy thing about that. Again, if there is not a camera running, first of all, first of all, first of all, let's talk about the camera that the cops knew about. This dude stared into the camera, the cop that had his knee on his neck, like, so what? I mean, stare. This thing went on for nine minutes at least, right? And he sat there like, so what? The camera's on me. I still ain't moving. Then think about this part because I didn't. You know, when this part happened, all I, you know, you see the first, the first video, right? And we all saw it. You see the cop with his knee there. I see the Asian cop, right? Mm-hmm. This guy, my problem with this guy is, Brittany, look, if we're really friends, like we say that we are, if I'm doing something wrong, I should be happy when you tell me that I'm wrong. Yes. You understand yes. what I'm saying? If I'm a real friend. How is this guy his partner? Or how is this guy trained properly in the police force and he does not turn around and see that something is wrong here right and nor did he care not even that because he did turn around a couple of times but did you hear the comments he was making don't do drugs kids don't do drugs at making an excuse like in his mind that behavior that that uh, abuse on on george floyd was okay because he was on drugs or because of drugs again not a reason that anyone should have to die or lose their life but he kept saying that, and it was like this, this, this confidence of like, no, who cares? Like, we're, he's gonna if he dies, he dies. It does, his life doesn't matter. It didn't matter. His a human did not matter. You, you know what? You know what's really crazy about that, and you think about this, and and, and we're gonna dive deeper into the Georgian because because I'm still like the phone thing is I'm still yes. into that even more, right? But on a whole another spectrum, do you remember way back the? Uh, the kid who went in the, in the church, he went to the church. There were like nine people in the church, nine black people in South Carolina, and they were having like a church service. And when he came to the door, they let him in because it's church. They're welcoming. And he killed them all. He killed them all. And I want to say his name was Dylan Ruth or something like yes, I'm, if I'm wrong. Yes, right. Yes. OK, so it's the South Carolina church. He killed all those people when they caught that dude. Do you know what he got? He got a ride to the station, and he said he was hungry. They stopped at Burger King and got him something to eat. Stopped at Burger King. I, like, literally, it, it, I boil. I boil for for y'all. Like, I just cannot believe this is real shit, real right. life right now that's right. been happening on record. Like, like, he had no bruises. He didn't even have, like, bruises on his wrists from them putting the handcuffs on him. Just, let's, we got him. Uh, oh, you hungry, dude? Uh, you know, hold up. I know you're going to go in for capital murder, but you know what? One last Burger King meal ain't going to hurt. That was you, so- want, you want cheese on that? How is that not also, like, I hate, like, how do you not see that was hate-fueled? That's why they did that. Like, those officers, I don't even know what happened to them. But yes, exactly. Why would, in what, in what state of your mind are you thinking, yes, you know what? I will treat this person to, to some, to a nice meal. Because it is. Right. I don't care if it's McDonald's or Burger King. That was an amazing meal that he was probably never going to have. Well, he didn't even get freaking in that much time in jail either. Right. Did he? Now, I don't, I don't, I, that whole part of the story was, was enough for me right there. Right. So now we bounce back to, to George Floyd, right? And again, here we go with, man, 
let's 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 let we're going to need some more angles of this. We're going to need some more angles of this story. Right. So then I realized that it's not just that cop, because now comes a picture and there are actually four cops. There's the three that are holding George down mm-hmm. and the one cop that's walking around. So you're yep. telling me you're telling me out of four police officers, nobody decide, nobody could say that this was wrong. So we back up a little bit. We back up again. And folks ask me, Eakin, why would this bother you so much? Why are you mad? Why are you this? Well, let's think back to Rodney King. Think about Rodney King, right? 51 times he was hit with that baton while he was down. And get this. The craziest thing about the Rodney King thing to me is not so much that he got beat and not so much either that he got caught on film. It's that all of those police officers, when they went back to the station, when no one knew that there was a video, no one wrote in their report like anything was wrong. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Like, it's like me and you right now. We, we do all this stealing, me and you and six other people, and nobody comes back and goes, dude, we were wrong. That's how they did it. When they went back right. to the station, everybody wrote their report. It was nothing, nothing happened, nothing out of the ordinary had happened. Right. And that is the problem right there. It's like, if we yeah. don't, it's like, it's like, as a black person, if I don't have a camera, is anything going to be fair? Exactly. It's not. It's not. And that's, that's the thing. That's why it's like uh, those people who recorded George Floyd, thank goodness. Then you have the surveillance camera from before because they said he resisted arrest. Turns out he never resisted from beginning to end. Right. And and here's the crazy thing about that. The, guys, the guy who owns the restaurant, his name is Rashad West, right? That dude was on CNN last night. So I watched him. He's, and he said, actually, his restaurant was closed that day. But his phone was blowing up like he didn't know what was going on. Just so happened, here's kind of how we got that footage. The FBI, from what I understand, was gathering all the footage, right? They had gotten the footage from around his, from the other businesses around him. The guy who used to own that place before him, he was also on CNN last night. I forgot his name, but they had called him. He happened to call that owner and was like, yo, have you, what's up with that footage? He goes, well, actually, the FBI are at my door like right now. He was like, yo, hold on. Don't do anything before I get there. And then some kind of way, whatever legal or whatever happened, he was able to not give up the footage before he was able to give it out, get it out to the press people. And like yes. that. So that's how that's how we're seeing the whole uncut story. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? my God. That right. Makes me so angry. Right. And here's the craziness about seeing the uncut story that also bothers me since, you know, you're asking what bothers me. Having the untold, the whole story out there, it really doesn't mean anything to me. You know why? Because I've seen the cops that beat Rodney King get off with video because evidently someone saw something else. You right. Understand what I'm saying? Right. I see, you know, I saw I you know, I, I, I got the Trayvon Martin story, story. Right. The whole Trayvon Martin story. Right. Let's just back up to another example. He was harassed the entire time. And then when they finally get in a fight, he starts winning. And then when he's winning, the stand your ground law comes in and. Right. Oh boy gets off. I'm not even going to say his name. He gets off because by then his life was in jeopardy. So I understood the, the trickery of the law. But if you're not bothering Trayvon Martin, if you're not following him, if you're not harassing him on his way home, you guys are never in a fight. Right. Exactly. But through a technicality, we've lost another young black boy. You understand what I'm saying? So the angles don't even, the angles don't even, I don't even feel like the angles of these videos help me because I feel like I have to go through all of this just to maybe, maybe get a fair shot. Yeah. If, and that's why, 
when I say that I'm tired, when I text you this morning that I'm tired, when I post to social media and I say I'm tired, I should not have to, in a country that I've been to war for, I should not have to go through all of these hoops just to get something fair. Just right. be fair. I don't, look, me personally as a black man, you ain't got to give me nothing extra. Just be fucking fair. Yeah. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you don't you don't have to. You look, man, if it costs such and such and I want it, I will pay for it. I work hard enough. I don't need anything for free that you wouldn't give anybody else. Just be fair. Right. And I know, Egan, I know that's like it sounds so simple. Like if you're asking, you know, for just 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 let's all be kind of equal, treated equal, fairly. And it's just this this. Yeah. I, I, I always get like at a loss for words because I'm so angry and it's like, I can't help but just let me understand that you as a black person, anyone in the black community, why you would be so angry, why you would feel like, you know, the world is against you because there, it is in so many ways. Look, man, I look, and, and I want to make sure I put this out there too. Um, I, I haven't seen it all because I've been running around all day before we recorded and I know that there's a bunch of, you know, it turned into, it started out as, I guess, peaceful protest in Minneapolis that has now turned into looting and rioting and all this other stuff. What I don't want, and I, you know, and I was able to see this, you know, with, with the uh, Rodney King stuff, I was younger, but I was able to see this is like, we wind up tearing up our own. We've got to stop doing that as a people. Like when we tear up this stuff, we tear up our own. And it does, that's, that's not how you get the point across to me. You know what I'm saying? So that part about it, I don't. I'm not championing that part. I'm not I'm not a fan of tearing up my own neighborhood to prove a point. I'm not a fan of burning down my own stuff. I'm not even a fan of like looting places that I go to. You know what I'm saying? Like, like right no, now, like, yeah, if something no. happened, I don't I don't see a need for me to go loot Target to prove that point. No, absolutely saying? not. But you know what? Seeing that those protesters out on the street and the and the police cars on fire, I was honestly Look, I'm not even for riots. I'm not for violence. But I have to, I understand, dude, these people are angry. And they should be. And it happened right in their town. That video of that police officer, if you watch the entire thing from beginning to end and you don't feel moved, you don't feel like this is so wrong. How have they not been arrested? You don't feel like you have complete, you completely have been like let let down. Just, just the, there's no justice. So that right. anger, all of that to me, I'm like, you know what? If they needed a few a day of that to do that, do it. And I and I don't care what that sounds like because you know what? It's not okay. And if it happened to someone in my community, a Mexican person, I would feel I I might be out there too lighting some things on fire. Right. And, and, with, and, and with a, Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. It, and it it does get crazy because like, you know, and it's it's funny how a lot of my life relates back to hip hop. Like Ice Cube said this a long time ago, like you can't keep doing this kind of stuff to people and not expect something to erupt. You understand yes. what I'm saying? Like yes. something is going to erupt and something is going to go bad. But I always feel like this. When it goes bad, though, it gives them another reason to do more to us. You understand what I'm saying? Like you, like you look at it like this. Look at all these people that are protesting that want to go outside, right? And they're up in the police face yelling and, and telling them this and telling them that. And there's never any crazy violence. You understand what I'm saying? And then the minute something like this happens and it's okay. a black and brown community, it, it gets crazy. And I don't want to see more of us hurt, more of us, you You're know right. what I'm saying, put in jail for something like this. When And we're, we have to find a way. Like, I don't know what that way is just yet. Right. I don't. I don't. And But at, what I don't want is more people that look like me locked up. I don't want more people that look exactly. like me. Exactly. You're right. You know? Because You're in the so confusion, right. right, in the confusion, it always seems to be when the stats come out, 
there are more of us that are locked up. There are more of us that are hurt and more videos come out. Now all of a sudden the story switched. Look what they did. Look at the yeah. animals. I don't want that. So I, I, you know, and again, I don't have the answer. I don't have the answer to what should happen. I just know I hate that part of the narrative. Yeah, I know. But then, okay, so then also this, how did you feel about seeing this part? When you see, at least, I would say I couldn't count because it was at night, but there had been about 100, if not more, police officers lined up in unison, like arm to arm, in front of the officer that killed George Floyd, in front of his house, protecting him because people were there outside. Now, I don't know if they were there to do real harm or maybe to taunt him. You know, they're angry. Absolutely. If I've, like, yes. But you have to send a hundred officers out there. Are you like you are protecting this one person? Like to me, that sends the worst message to that community right there. It's like we do not care about George Floyd. We, that is not our priority. We are more concerned with this man who killed him, protecting right. him, and we're gonna send out a hundred about a hundred officers. Like right. you can think about that in that small town in that town. I don't know if it's small. I'm sorry, but in that town to send a hundred officers to one location. Right. The, it, uh, like, think about the, the money, the calls that were probably, you know, that of other people who needed help, who needed deputies. But there they are standing outside someone's house that just murdered someone. Right. No. And, and again, like and what's funny is I, I just saw that. Like, I just read that story maybe like an hour or so ago. And again, eats at me is like an understatement. Like, you understand? Because you are exactly right. This guy with four other officers, no one even looked to protect George Fo- George Floyd. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, like, we got three other officers that are right there, and no one even made a move, even with an EMS person saying, this is going wrong. Right. This is going wrong. And then from another thing, aren't the police listed as first responders? Yes. So, so if a guy is going, I can't breathe, where is your response? There was none. There you was know, so none. They- Right. So there's so many different layers to this. And again, like I said, I mean, the guy in front of the house, the guys in front of the house, what's so crazy about me right now is my feelings on that is I didn't expect anything less. I I didn't like I don't even you know, what I'm saying like, you know, how you just say, I bet this is what happens next. That's how I felt when I found out, you know, once people knew where he lived at and it was on the news and people that wrote people were writing murder on the street in front of his house, like nobody had done anything to his actual house, but on his right. drive, stuff like that. My next response, I'm talking to my, my barber. Yo, bro, they about to like, you know, they about to line up at his house like he's the president. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And sure, and sure enough, like you said. So that stuff, it doesn't even surprise me. You know, like like my question right now that's running around is who's gonna protect us from them? Right. You know, that that's my and I and, and not for once do, and I've said this before, my uncle was a cop. Not once do I think that every cop is bad, you know. Mm-hmm. But right. those four that were in Minneapolis right there, there's something wrong with those four. Absolutely. And okay, they were fired. You know, that the first that first they were put two of them on um, where they didn't have any leave. Yes. And they didn't have to do any law enforcement. They couldn't do a law enforcement work, but they were still going to get paid. Crazy. Then when then when everything went viral, that's when they they fired them. Still no arrest. So what do we do, Eakin? Well, I have the. the DA's number, which I called today. So the DA is Mike Freeman, right? And he's the DA for over there. And that's where you call and you tell them, like, this is like, we want justice. George Floyd died. These four officers need to be charged. So I called them today and 
this woman answers, right? And my heart is like pumping because I'm like, you know, I have so much to say. Where do I even start? You know, I don't want to take it out on this woman. I don't know if she's part of it. I don't know. So she answers and I'm like, hi, I'm looking for Mike Freeman to talk about George Floyd and these four officers that murdered him. You know, I want to know, are they being charged? Is that in the process? What's going on with that? And she's like, I don't, um, I don't, I don't have that answer, but I can transfer you over to someone who could. So she transfers me and I, I was thinking she wasn't going to do it. She did to Mike Freeman rings a few times right and i'm like all right here we go boom i get a voicemail like leave a vo leave a message um we'll get back to you in email but it was for him it was mike freeman now a few hours later he i don't get no email nothing so i call back two rings doesn't even it doesn't even ring actually no it doesn't ring it doesn't ring oh, wow. I, it just like gets sent not even sent to a voicemail nothing it just hangs up Oh yeah, they're they're working on that line. They don't want those so, calls. But you know what? That's that's how that's how we do this, man. And it's like you know these conversations that you now have to have with I think with the young black men. Like, did you see that meme? It was not a meme. I'm sorry, but like in the form of a meme where it's a picture of of a parent, a, a black parent talking to their um, black child about how you know when you go out into the world, how you now have to act, and when you encounter a police officer, like don't reach for your phone to call your to call me. Don't do that because that that could, you know, cost you your life. Just comply, comply, comply. That's all I said. If you're right or you're wrong, it doesn't matter. Just comply with the police and and, and that's how you you you'll live. Like Right. Right, but that isn't really how you'll live. Because here's the thing about that. And that, and that's why I say every time I hear one of these things, it kind of hits home a little bit. Like this didn't happen to me, but remember yeah. the guy and I don't remember his name, but he was in the car with his girlfriend and he was licensed to carry a gun. Yeah. And his fian he's got his daughter in the back and his fiance goes on Facebook Live and the officer goes, I need to see your uh, your identification. He says to the officer, I am licensed to carry a gun and I do have it on me, but I am reaching to get my wallet because you want my identification. Remember now you want my identification. And when he reaches, the officer let go on him with about a good three or four. In front of his daughter, in front of his fiance, and she's on Facebook Live. So again, when you comply, still, what do we do? So right now we've got examples of uh, the guy in the car complied. Trayvon Martin was going home after going to 7-Eleven, paying for what he was supposed to be doing, going back to his dad's house, minding his own business. Uh, we got George Floyd. Okay, if he did commit a crime, like you said, it was worth $20 even if it was was worth $100, now we also know he was not fighting or resisting arrest, yeah, right? So like he complied, said. right? He complied and he's still dead. We got a guy in the park who is following the rules and letting another person in the park know that, hey, these are the rules and we're trying to respect everybody here. Yeah. And not only, here's another thing about that dog story. Not only did he let her know that it wasn't right what she was doing, he did direct her to where she could go and let her dog roam free. Oh, wow. Because and I think he even needed to do that. Right. And then wait, and even on another side of this story, how much more do we have to do? This guy was on the news and his last name is Cooper too and I'm so sorry that it escapes me. He's now come out going because he's a good person at heart. Mm -hmm. This is going to get you. <laughs> I don't think I don't I don't think her life should be ruined. That's and that's the compassion that he has. 
No, her life should be ruined. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I, she tried to ruin his. She tried to take his. That's how that's how serious I take that. She like, lied and she was going to stick with that lie. She felt confident enough to put him in a in a in a very dangerous situation. She had no regard for his life. I have no regard for hers. No, you no, absolutely not. That was calculated. That was evil, Eakin. No. Yeah. I, I hope that they always mess with her. I hope that they always at least make her feel like, yeah, she should be constantly in fear for her life. I'm not saying they should do anything to her, right? but make her know that, yeah, it's not, she's not going to just live the, her best life from now on. Is you it, did this is to it, yourself. Is it just me or should people like her, shouldn't they also be charged? That's what I'm saying. Yes, she needs to be charged. I fired a hundred percent charge a thousand percent. There needs to be new laws written about that when you lie or is there laws not in place? Or maybe, you know what I'm saying? When you right. lie on someone, you're caught on camera lying. That woman, seriously, if there was no footage, you don't know where that would have went. And I highly doubt in his favor. So, yeah, right. she should be charged for something. I don't know what, but whatever's the maximum sense we could charge her with, let's do that. You know what I love, too, about that is when she comes out later on, she goes, I am not a racist. I meant that man no harm. Well, please tell me, what were you trying to accomplish? When you right. were on the phone in that full-blown performance of... My life is in danger. I need help right now. Please tell me what were you looking to do there? Like you weren't, you didn't mean him any harm. Then please tell me, because if I'm standing there, I'm trying to figure out, well, well, what could you be? What, what, what are we doing here? You don't mean me any harm. Then, then what do you mean me here? Because right. you're, you're, you're. Look, and Dave Chappelle comes back to the line again. You're clearly lying. What <laughs> could, what could you, what could you mean here? You, you don't mean me any harm. Then what do you mean me? Eakin, like. I gave up my fighting days, but I'm ready to get back in them for this one. Okay, let me catch her on the street. She's getting these hands and these feet. Brittany, when I say I'm tired, this is why I'm tired. And 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 I and honestly, you know me, Brittany. Like I've been working on being Johnny optimistic this last 18 months. And I think I've been doing a fairly good job. But yeah. when you look at when you look at all these different instances, and again, we're not even finished. We're not even finished, Brittany. Because on a whole nother flip side of that, on a whole nother flip side of that, as we continue this journey, when people ask me, Eakin, why are you tired? Let's talk about Patricia Ripley. Do you know who that is? Patricia Ripley, inform yeah. me. Let me give you who Patricia Ripley is. Patricia Ripley lives here in Florida. Patricia Ripley has a nine-year-old son named <gasps> Alejandro. Oh, now, I guess. Alejandro is autistic, right? Yeah. So yep. Alejandro dies in a lake here in Florida. But let me give you some backstory because you and I kind of talked about this before. My problem with Patricia Ripley is Alejandro died in a lake. And do you know what story Patricia Ripley told the police? You know what I do, but you tell it better. She told the police that a black man committed the crime, that a black man did that to him, that a black man is the reason he drowned in a lake. Now, when I first got this story, Oof. I got I knew I knew that she had actually drowned him in the lake. But what I didn't know that makes this even more tragic, even more tragic than the fact that she blamed it on a black man. She tried to drown this kid twice. She didn't succeed. Yes. Yeah, that the kid is nine. He's autistic. The a video again. We have to have a video running, or yeah. we are in. If I don't get a bit, look. If I don't keep the batteries running, 
if I don't keep the electrical power running, I'm done for here, man. I'm, I'm as a black man, it's a wrap for me. Yeah. They have video now of the first time that she pushed the kid in the lake. She pushed the kid in the lake, and then the performance went on because she went and got help. And then when he came back, she brought the guy back. They saved the kid the first time. Oh. And she's because the kid can't talk though, he's autistic. He's not able to articulate anything that happened to him. Oh, my God. So she's got the whole performance going, thank you, we saved my son, only to take him to another lake and actually succeed in killing him. Oh, my God. So sick. please tell me, please tell me, first of all, how did a black man get involved in that? Exactly. Exactly. You know what? Exactly. So what was in her mind that told her, you know what? I'm going to lie. And the and the specific lie that she told, was it one or two black men? Did she say did I, it? I think I, I think I think it was a I think it was black men. I think it was a couple. I think it was. A yes. Couple. But still, the fact that she thought, oh, I should say it is a man, also a black man. So now you have police on the streets looking for black men to fit exactly. this description. Exactly. And had they not had video, I mean, come on. We like there, there's real wrong sentencing so much. There was a guy on uh, just now on America's Got Talent. He was, was in prison for like 37 years on a rape charge that he never did. And they finally, with new technology, used ran his fingerprints and they they uh, uh the fingerprints that were on the at the crime scene and they matched with some like serial uh rapist in the for years. For years, they just never, they just never ran his fingerprints on the database. Look, man, we can go all the way back to Emmett Till, the little boy who supposedly whispered at the, at the, supposedly whispered at, whistled at the white lady, and then he got all kinds of, you know, he got all kinds of, he was, he got so, so beat up and killed so badly that he was, his, they wanted to have a closed casket. His mom was like, no, we're gonna see him. But we can go all the way back to speaking of this whole drowning thing. You may not, may or may not remember. Remember Susan Smith? In South Carolina that got on TV and cried and didn't know where her two kids were and come to find out she had her two boys strapped in their car seats and let the car go on a lake in South Carolina. And she was on TV crying, saying that a black man carjacked her. Egan. And I didn't I didn't I didn't we, there was no video back then. They luckily enough, they pressed her enough that because because her story had so many holes in it. There was no stoplight where she supposedly got jacked at. Why would she be there? You know what I'm saying? And, and with yeah. pressing her with pressing her in, you know, interrogation, they got to the real thing of, OK, my kids are in this lake. I actually put my car in neutral, roll them in there alive in their car seats. Oh, my God. And, and yeah. And, and that is why I'm tired, Brittany. That right there I is know, why. Again, I know. And that's why it's like so hard to be, you know, keep like these high spirits or, you know, to even even as just being a friend to you. You know what I mean? Like, I just look when I saw that video of George Floyd, I was I cried throughout the, the video. I screamed. I was so angry, you know, and going back to work the next day, I was like, not okay. Honestly, mentally, I'm like, how can I just go back or, or post to social media? You know, like everything's fine and cool and funny. And like, no, man, did we just watch this man get murdered? Not even that. I think that the special thing about in George Floyd's case was that it was 
and I know it's always blatant in, in, in so many videos, but I'm with George Floyd, it was just like you cannot argue the fact that this man's knee on his neck for right. over eight minutes that anything was justified by that through it, through even law enforcement, their their techniques, their procedures of what they're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, and you watch this man for eight to nine minutes, which is a very long time when you're when you're feeling like you're suffocating, let alone just watching something like that. Right. So. Yeah. So it's just like, again, how do you get back? How do you just go on with your day, especially as a black person? Like, how, how are you mentally OK? You nah, can't be. But you know what though? At this point though, I used to worry about being 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 like okay. Now I'm gonna tell people I'm not okay. Because it's because I have a right to not be okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't get yeah. me wrong. Five yeah. years ago I would be like, you know, because you know, I work I work around many different people. I'm in many different environments. And I'm not mad at everybody. You understand what I'm saying? It's like it's like mm-hmm. it's like it's like right now we're in this big uproar about the term Karen. People know who Karen is. They know who Karen is. They they know when they run into a Karen. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so it's not everybody, you know what I'm saying? And, and that, that's, that, that's, that's a point, a whole nother point to discuss, but <laughs> I'm, I'm okay today with not being okay. And yeah. if you ask me, I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why, and I'll tell you why I don't want to deal with, with the garbage today. I don't want to, you know, and it may, I may not be okay tomorrow. You know, right. I, I don't, I don't necessarily feel safe around the ones who are put here to serve and protect us, you know? And yeah. You know, being in my position of being in the media, being a DJ, being out here in the environment, you know, I can't really say I've had a lot of problems, but I will say this, that when I've been pulled over for whether it's my tent's too dark or I'm in a car that goes, oh, what's what's he doing in that car? You understand what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I've, watched, I've watched people stare at me when I walk in a jewelry store. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be like, yeah. you know, like my card will not go. My card will be OK in here. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, and, you know, I've watched myself walk in a room where people go, how's he in this room? You know, and it and it's crazy. And it's sad that in 2020, this is the conversation we're having. You know, yeah. we're having we're having this conversation, not about things that happened 10 years ago, not about things that happened 10, five years ago. We're talking about things that have happened within the last five days, five weeks. And we're in 2020. You know, we should we we're we're in the middle of a, a global pandemic where yeah. we're trying we're trying to get a cure for hundreds of th- for tens of thousands of people dying. But yet somewhere within here, I got a guy getting killed while, jog- while jogging. I got a guy getting killed over what amounts to 20 bucks and not resisting arrest. I got a I got a lady calling the cops on on a guy in the park be- and she is clearly wrong. Right. You know, and, you know, a whole performance and putting it, putting another a brother's life in jeopardy. I got a lady with two attempts on her kid's life succeeding the second time. And like you said, well, how do I blame who do I blame this? Who do I blame this on that the cops will immediately believe? Oh, a black man. Yeah, that that is 2020. And yeah. I'm. I'm okay with not being okay. And I don't even have a solution. That's what's so crazy. Normally I got these bright ideas. I, you know, I'm like, really, yeah. this is what we could do. But I really don't know what else to do. Like, I don't like I look at that George Floyd Floyd thing. Right. And I've watched it several times. And, you know. I'm a devil's advocate. I look at things and I go all the things that people are going to say about this. I was trying to see what can you like? Why? Like, that's one of those things that you go. We need a trial for this. Like, what evidence needs to come in to make the D.A. go, 
I should file murder charges against these police officers. Because let me tell you something, Brittany. If that would have been me and you and two of our two of our other friends, even though my knee would have been on the person's neck, I'm locked up and you guys are locked up for being complicit to the crime. Yep. Because that's what happens when I watch First 48. Everybody who was in that room or everybody who was in that car, they're all going to jail. Exactly. So all those four officers, I need that same energy for them. Yeah. And so when you ask me, am I okay? No. But do I know what's going to make me okay? I don't. I really don't. And, and, it's, and it's, it's also crazy, too, because, and I'm sure you saw these memes, it brought Colin Kaepernick right back to the forefront because it's like, so which knee bothers you more? Right. Let's you know? talk about that. Let's talk about that knee. <laughs> yeah. Which, which, which knee bothers you more? You know, Colin Kaepernick kneeling for what he told you was, was a damn good reason. Or this guy, eight, nine minutes on another guy's neck that's clearly pleading for his life, that's telling you, I can't breathe. I'm so disgusted, Egan. I just, I just, so I like, oh, yeah. I don't, I just don't wish well upon those, those people. I really don't. And I hope that justice is served. And I mean, really served. And I know that there's no real justice, but at the same, like, just, ah. I just don't want him living freely out on the streets, being able to make his own decisions. At least, at least jail. All of them, all of them. Those, the, the Patricia, whatever her name is, with the kids and blame the, all of them. All the ones that accused and lied. I want them all, all put away. You know how as a black man, I, I really feel even on a deeper note. What? I, I feel like if that cop would have been abusing a dog in that video, It'd be more of an uproar than it oh is right now. Oh my god! I, I swear, I, I that's that's really how I feel. I feel yeah. like if that cop would have been abusing a dog in that video, this country would be turned upside down right now. And you might not be wrong, Egan. I, you know, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. So, <sighs> with, with that being said, Brittany, I don't. Um, again, I still don't know. I don't even. Maybe in the next few days we'll get a solution. We'll we'll come back on the next episode and be like, oh, there's a solution. There's we've we've got the problem fixed. But in all honesty, I don't I don't know. I don't think so. Well, what we can continue to do is keep those people out of positions like that and make sure that they are homeless, end up homeless, and you know, we just need to take all of their rights away. So so that's that's how it begins. Those officers need to be charged. Patricia needs to be charged. Karen in the freaking park, Amy Cooper, needs to be charged. You know, we just got to call for these things. And they don't happen until the masses ask for it. Like, I follow Sean King. And Sean King is always posting about, you know, if, if, if there's one injustice, he'll post about it. And then he updates us. And I always see, you know... You know, the outrage, it causes these cases to begin to open, to their charges to be filed. Like, that is how we impact. That is how we get, we get those people who aren't supposed to be in those positions. We get them out. And that's all we do is when we find them, we need to exterminate them out of their jobs. I know, I know, Egan, but I just feel I like know. that's just, that's something, you know, I I don't have the answer either, but... I don't you know, want I, to be happy. I I appreciate, you know, 
your, your words of encouragement. And, and I do. I mean, there's there's got to be a, a solution. But like I said, when you're on this side of the fence, yeah, you're, looking, you're going, man, like I just saw this like a week ago. I just you know, like I said, you think about it like, you know, we our last show before we decided to take a little bit of a break. We were talking about an unarmed jogger getting hunted down pretty much. That's that's Ahmad Avery. We were talking about him unarmed jogging in a neighborhood he actually lived in and pretty much hunted down. And here we and here we are again. We're not even two weeks later. And in the past five days, we've had three to four, three or four different incidents that happened in different ways. But they all come back to. You're sitting there looking in the mirror going, what? You know, so, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, I don't I don't want to sound unoptimistic. You know, it's just that. But right like, now. Right. You know, you talk about our sons, you talk about our nephews, you talk about our little cousins, you talk about the next generation. What more can you tell them? You know, like, like you know, you one of the points you made earlier is like you're telling them to comply. A guy jogging in his own neighborhood, that's complying. You get hunted down by people who aren't police, mm-hmm. who, who yeah. have no who have no business telling you what to do. And they kill you. And we have to go on a full blown uproar, bringing the FBI for them to get arrested. Like us, then you like you said, then we'll go back to the park incident. We're complying by the rules, and we're right. letting others know that they're not complying. What happens? We're getting he's getting arrested. Okay, yeah, he may have done something they needs to get arrested for, but again, he was complying, and he's and he's gone. You know, so when you're telling them, when you're talking about the next generation, when you're talking about what to tell our sons, when you're talking about that talk to have, you know, with our sons and our daughters about how things can go wrong or escalate quickly. And you know these kids in the internet, if they Google it, they go, well, these people complied, mom, dad, look look where they right. at. So so why do I need to comply? You know, if I comply, this is what, this could happen to me too. You know, which is probably like you said, how we get what's happening in Minneapolis right now. It's like, yo, we'll burn this town down. You know what I'm saying? Because following the rules, look where that got us. Right, right. You know? And that, yes, it's like, and that, yeah, I could go on about that you know, reacting when you've been, you know, poked at, when you've been, when it's been instigated, provoked, when, you know what I'm saying? Those reactions, like, they're real, they're raw, they're real, that's, that's, I don't, I can't be, I can't be upset about that. I I need, I'm more upset about George Floyd's death than I am about those riots. That's what I'm really upset about. Right. The, The Ahmaud Arbery, I'm more upset about that. Okay, so some things caught on fire. So some things, you know, the riots, whatever, the protests, all of that happened. Well, here we are. Now we can shift, maybe. I don't know. But I love you, and I love everybody, and I just want everybody to love each other. If we work on that fear part, you know, because I think that a lot of it, too, is like, for some reason, black people are feared. I don't know why people think y'all are dangerous or something. I don't get it, Eakin, but it's real. I don't know what to do about that. I don't know either. You know, you know, because I think that they're more, you know, I think that, you know, like you said, that lady in the park was just as dangerous. You know, she was even. Yes. Dangerous. Yes. Because she, she feels a certain power to call assistance. You know what I'm saying? So as far as the fear thing, you know, like to me, a lot of times that's brought on by your own. That's brought on on your own. But you know, you know what else, 
too, Ekin, is that, and remember, this was like Miss uh, Miss Tina Lawson, Beyonce's mom, uh, reposted a video of Rihanna doing a speech when she got this uh, award. She was doing a speech, and she was like, you know, y'all enjoy the culture. You have friends that are in the in the culture, you know. So when it's time, you know, like this, when injustices happen, pull up. Pull up for us too at in those moments because you're there for our music, our culture, everything else. But when those when we need your help, everybody right. needs to pull up. And I agree, same energy, no yeah. matter what race it is, what culture it is, if it's an injustice, it's an like Martin Luther King said, it's an injustice to us all. I think that's a good place to leave it, Brittany. Yeah. That's a good place to leave it. <sighs> I'm tired though, I really am. I know. Well, I I uh, I appreciate you, and and hopefully um we can have a, a less a less somber edition. I know uh, we next yeah. Episode. I hope so too. I was gonna say we will, but damn you, damn you, world, and damn you, Karens out there. I love you, Brittany. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> appreciate everybody rocking with us on the DJ Eakin podcast, and of course, I can't do this without the lovely Brittany Gonzalez. Brittany, where can they hey. find you at on social media? Follow me, brunch with Brittany. Oh, you know what? Can I tell you something? Wait. Let let me tell you something. Um, I was I was mad at you. Why? Because let let me let me and this is this will probably end us on a good note. So <laughs> so I go on Instagram to post about us. You know, I go you know to post about <laughs> our show, and I don't know what I was thinking. It was something I was gonna post either that we were taking the week off, you know, and that we'd be back or something, or that something that was going on. But I go to use your old handle, Basic Bridge, and. When I punch up basic, normally you just pop up. Right, and, right, right, and, right. And nothing's there, right? Nothing's there. So I search you out. And when I hit the page, you know how when you block somebody, it goes no post, nothing like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, she blocked me? For what? <laughs> like, like, I'm really like, All yo. in you, your yo, feelings for no reason. Go yo, on. Yo, Brittany, I thought of everything that we could have disagreed on in the last six months. <laughs> And I was like, yo, like, what up? Don't you remember you got a text of me and I was just like, yo, you not talking to me or something like that? That's what that was about. Because I literally oh. was like, like, but because you don't respond for two days, you don't really care. You know what I'm saying? So <sighs> that, that's, a, <laughs> that's a whole other story, right? So I'm on this side and I'm like, yo, like, yo, I swear I asked my brother. I sent him a screenshot. I asked Reezy. I sent Reezy a screenshot. Oh, my I'm like, God. I'm like, I'm like, yo, like. And I was telling him, I said, yo, I just spoke to her yesterday because we went over what we were going to do with the show. And I had just talked to you the day before. And I'm like, I haven't even talked to her for her to want to block me. I would never right, block right, you. Right. But you know who we well. can thank? And I'll give him a shout out. Shouts out to Jay. Because what? when I hit Jay, my brother Jay, who everybody, you know, if you knew, Jay's my brother. I hit Jay. And, and I'm like, yo, Jay, like, yo, you see this? So I sent him the screenshot. Bro, that's all I say. And he hits back with the laughter, like, are you blocking? Because that's our line. <laughs> and some kind of way, he figures out that you've changed your handle. I don't know what he did, uh-huh. but he found the new handle, right? Uh, Brunch yeah. with Brittany, right? He found that. He was like, bro, it says she's following you. I'm like, what? So then when I finally go to that one, I uh-huh. realize that you've just changed your handle. But for about a good 30 minutes... Yo, I called you like I called you probably about 14 different names in like that 30 minute span. You want to hear what some of them were? No? Yes? Yeah, let's hear no, it. No, 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 that's okay. We don't want to take our we don't want to take our, you know, now you know, now that I know you didn't actually block me. But yeah, like I love how you 
you sent screenshots to everybody, but didn't just call me and pick up the phone. Like I text I you. Like, you didn't respond for two days. <laughs> I like the drama I was creating in your head. So don't so don't act like I just did these things and I didn't give you a chance. I hit you. Matter of fact, I hit you twice in that same night and you didn't respond for two days. I wonder who else is feeling like this right now because I haven't told anyone. I just changed it. Maybe now I, I should. Egan, if I blocked you, you know, because you'll get a message. You're about you're blocked. I will let you know. I will announce it. I will put a story. I'll let you, I'll leave it up for a few hours. Make sure you see it. How can I see it if you block me? Well, before I'll, I'm be like, I'm blocking DJ Egan, letting you know if you're when you're seeing this. Let, double tap, let me know so I can block it, as you say. Hey, but, I, I I ain't, hey but wait a minute. I ain't your man, but let me give you this visual. You ever had a dude show up at your door with a onesie on with the feet in it? Talking about, <laughs> hey, hey, let me in here. Let me in here. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. Block me and see what happens. I'm going to show up at your crib. Matter of fact, with my Christmas onesie on. Oh, wow. It's like wow. all red with green feet. Like, it's all red with green feet, and it's got green things on the wrist, if you can get that picture. And I'm going to show up at your door like, Brittany, Brittany, you blocking me, huh? You blocking me, huh? That's what's going to happen. So and if I'm you hold my phone to the window, and it's going to be like, DJ Eakin blocked, okay. just if so you, you want... can see it. All I'm saying to you is that whenever you want that energy, block me. Go ahead. Just block <laughs> me. If, you want, hey, if you want some Christmas in July energy, block me in July. Go ahead. Let's just block me this. in July. Let's do you this. Know? I've been bored anyway. Obviously, you're not bored drinking out of that cup. <laughs> That's a whole nother story right there. We'll save that one for another day. Well, who's even on that cup anyway? It's Dr. Fauci, my doctor. Can we talk about him soon? Because I'm hearing that he's not all he's built up to be. Man, let me tell you something. Those are haters, and we will get into that. Yeah, because I'm hearing Dr. Fauci ain't all he's built up to be. You know, mm -hmm. I, we need Where'd to get, you get this fake news .com? Yeah, we just need to get the backstory on him. I just we I just need some clarity. That's all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> you know. So where can they find you? You know your new Instagram handle that almost got you that almost got you <laughs> that almost got a dude at your door with a onesie on. Brunch with Brittany. And 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 why brunch with Brittany? What what was wrong with Basic Bridge? Well, because I have my podcast and I'm just trying to like do you know all the branding together and get everything on one page and it's brunch with Brittany. It's a vibe, it's a mood, and that's what we're going with. You know what's funny? Well, you know what I find funny about that, and and I thought we were gonna leave here, is when I <laughs> asked you about you know when I asked you about the DJ Eakin podcast, you immediately ran to your favorite phrase. Here goes another man trying to ruin my life. You know, and and I was just talking to you about branding when I was talking about branding. I got, oh, uh, whatever, you know, it's, 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 here goes another man trying to ruin my life. No! You know? Uh, I, I, I don't... love the DJ Egan podcast. I well, love it. Well, I'm glad because I, I wouldn't have done it without your blessing. Well, you got it. <laughs> As always, you can find us wherever, wherever, wherever you get your podcast fixed at, all right? And of course, I am um, on every every platform at DJ Eakin, except for YouTube, which is DJ Eakin TV, which is where you can find the video version of this episode, all right? Oh, I love that. All right, yeah. Shout out to Radio Influence. Jason, we love you. And um, please um, be well. I'm gone. All right, bye. This is a forking around town with Tracy Guida quick fix on Radio Influence. I had the opportunity to visit Aspirations Winery, which is in Clearwater, just off of um, US 19. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Now, growing up in California, 
I went to wineries all the time. I, I love wine. It's one of my favorites. Napa Valley, any of that area is my happy place. So obviously, you know, living in Florida, a lot of the wine here is, you know, made with different fruits like strawberries and blueberries and tends to be on the sweeter side. So I was a little nervous. I thought, oh, it's going to be too sweet for me. But I was blown away at some of the different wines that we got to taste that day. It was just, I honestly felt for a minute like I was back back in my my favorite place in California. Definitely recommend going there. There was a group of about 10 of us and we got to enjoy some, you know, some charcuterie, some different wines. We got to learn about the winemaking process. They do a lot of customization of wine labels. So if you're having a special event, it's really nice to kind of give it that that touch. One thing I thought was really cute is they had a wine bottle with, you know, someone had their dog the photograph of their dog on there and said, I, this is, this is why you drink. And I thought that was really cute because my dog definitely drives me to drink sometimes. Forking around town with Tracy Guida can be found on Apple podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn radio, Google play and radioinfluence.com.